Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, hey, good morning. I'm excited you're here as we are in week two of our series, Overcomer. And if you remember from last week, we talked about this and we talked about just how spiritual I am. Because when I hear the word overcomer, I don't think of an amazing Bible verse, right? Uh, I don't think of a great praise song that we sing on Sunday mornings. I don't think of an inspirational quote. I just, I think of Rocky, right? I think of Rocky. But no, so, but the word overcomer, it is, it's, it's an incredible word. It's a, pow, a powerful, powerful image as well. And really, if you look at it, overcomer is defined as this. It means that, that we are somebody that has dealt with a problem or difficulty with success. And it means that we are someone who has defeated an opponent, right? It's someone who has prevailed against an obstacle. And here's what's interesting about this definition. The overcomer is not free of opposition. And the overcomer is not exempt from problems, right? The problems are still there. The obstacles are still there. There's still issues. There's still troubles, right? There's still difficulties. And we can't be an overcomer without the difficulties to overcome in the first place. So, how many of you today are here and you have some type of trouble or issue in your life, right? All of us, right? We all got it. And we got 99 problems. No, we got problems though, right? And listen, I got problems. You've got problems. I could have a little vent time with Corbin. Like this has been a fun week. So it started off with our washing machine going off, doing some weird stuff. So it would, uh, the lid wouldn't lock. So as you know, first thing you do is obviously you go to YouTube to figure it out. So I found it and there's a lid lock latch that you can buy. So I'm buy that. Go for that. That's $20. It'll be here in two days. Bought it, came in, watched YouTube, fixed it. Wasn't the problem, right? So I'm like, ah. So we ended up having to get a new washing machine, which is fine, but there's a problem. And then the doors to our washing machine, um, they're kind of these little accordion doors. And for some reason, when they build our house, our laundry and dryer are like in our kitchen, which is real random. But that's kind of the the go-to zone for where our dog runs and goes outside into the garage. Somehow, some way, both of those doors got knocked down by our dog, right? At least that's what the kids say, right? <laughs> but somehow, some way, I don't know, it's impossible, but both those doors fell, broke, right? And more problems and problems. We got them fixed, but we got problems, right? All of us, we have some issues. All of us have something going on. And the truth is, we talked about this, but right now we're in a season where these problems can really be magnified. I mean, as we go into this holiday season, as we go into Thanksgiving, as we go into to Christmas, these problems really come to light. And again, for some of us, this is a tough season. Right? For some of us, we love Christmas. We love Thanksgiving. It's amazing. It's a time of joy. But for others, even in that midst and even in that joy, for some of us, why we're there, we still struggle with some things. And for some of us, it's, it's a reminder of our financial problems. It's a reminder of some poor financial decisions we made. And for us, this is a, a stressful time where we're dealing with those things, right? Where those consequences are coming right at us. For some of us, it's a time where we know that we, man, we have some relationship strains, right? There's some decisions we made in relationships, and now we're paying the consequences. We're paying the penalties of those with our family, with our, with our friends, with our loved ones, right? For some of us, this is a season where we're lost. It comes to light, right? We, we've experienced loss. So for some of us, this is a season where we are right in the middle of problems. But here's what I want you to understand. These problems just make us a candidate to become an overcomer. These problems just set us up to become an overcomer. 
through this series, I want us to, to think a little bit differently, to look at our issues a little differently. Right? Instead of seeing these problems as something that keep us from moving forward, I want us to, to look at them as a setup for who God says we are. And the truth is, you are an overcomer. Again, the main idea of this series, what I want us to walk away with is this. Through Christ, you are an overcomer. Right? Again, write this down. We've got some Bible verses that I want you to write down to take with you. One of those is 1 John 5, 4, which says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Again, last week we talked about this. The book of 1 John was, was written to a group of believers in the early church that were really, they, had a, they, had a, they were basically at the end of the rope. Right? They were at a place where they feel like they just wanted to give up. Everything was piling on them. They were stressed out. And this author, mostly the, uh, most likely the apostle John, wrote to them and told them who they are in Christ, saying, if you are born of God, right, if you believe that Jesus was the Son of God, if you believe that he died for you, he, he rose again, if you believe that, then you are an overcomer. Paul says it this way in Romans 8, 37. He says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. Right? We can celebrate more than just the victory because we are overcomers. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter how you walked in these doors, no matter what you've done, no matter what was done to you, I want you to understand through Christ, you are an overcomer. Last week, we talked about how we can overcome apathy and how we have to overcome apathy to, to open up more things in our lives for what God really wants for us. And today what I want us to do is I want to talk about how we can overcome labels and lies. Okay, so as we jump in, let's just uh, think about some labels, right? So I've got a couple of things with some labels. So here is, uh, here's my shampoo. It's three in one, right? It's shampoo plus conditioner plus body wash all right there. And it's super fancy, suave, right? But if you look at it, what's the label do? The label tells you what's in it, right? The label tells you what it is. It tells you the brand name. It tells you what it can do. The fact that it's three in one. And not only that, guys, this is, this is the scent, Citrus Rush. Who doesn't want that first thing in the morning, right? That's what a label does. And if you look at it too, a label, it tells you how to use this. It gets the directions. Directions, wet hair, lather, and rinse. Well, thank you. I didn't know how to do that, right? But that's what a label does. It gives us some directions, right? Another thing, I got this at our handy-dandy cafe out there. Let's give it a round of applause for our cafe workers. Yeah. <laughs> Providing Nestle chocolate with mini marshmallows. Again, if you look at the label, it tells what's in it. And then not only that, it tells you what to do. Just add hot water or milk. And then on the food labels, it tells you the calories, right? It tells you the serving size, like how much this, so serving size is one packet. You can use all this. Go crazy with this packet, right? Right? That, but the labels, again, they tell us a little bit about things. And I think for some of us, we like labels. It kind of helps us out. It makes some sense. I got one more for you. Check this out. This is my new coat, guys. Pretty nice. Now I'm going to wrap this back up. After, after this, it's going to go back. It's going to get wrapped up for Christmas. Don't worry. I don't, I don't need to try it on. But if you look at this, this is a brand new coat, right? This is a coat that's new to me. And if you look at it, not only does the label have who made it, some of the instructions on how to take care of it, the size, but if it's brand new, it also has the price tag. You guys ready for this? Suggested retail price, $79. Wait a second. 
Bargain hunt price, $15. Come on. That's what, but if we look at it, labels, they tell us a lot about certain things, right? They tell us a lot about certain things. They tell us what things are made of. They, they tell us really uh, how much something is. And for us, labels can honestly make life easier. I mean, if you think about it, if a jar or a can says poison, guess what you should do? You shouldn't eat it, right? You should stay away from it. Like it helps us out. It gives us a warning about certain things, right? If, uh, if there's some food product and it says that it's gluten-free, for some of us living that gluten-free life, then we know that it's good for us, right? It can help us. Labels help make certain things clear for us. They can help us make quick decisions. And again, that's useful. Sometimes it's good. But then there's some other labels that don't tell the full story. And there's some other labels that, that are lies. There's some other labels that don't fully explain or effectively explain what, what something is and what, how it's supposed to be used. And like it or not, though, I think if you look at us, we are all described by labels. We all have labels about us, and we carry labels on us. So what I want to do is I want to get a little interactive right now, and everybody should have sat down, and there should have been a blank name card on your seat. So what I want you to do is I want to pick you to pick that up, and then the seat back in front of you should have a pin, or the seat back behind you if you're in the first row, should have a pin. In fact, we actually refilled those today, so you might have to dig deep, but there'll be a pin in there as well. So everybody grab a pin and grab that blank uh, name card. And what I want you to do is I want you to write three words that describe you. And this could be positive. This could be negative. This could be something that somebody said over you that you've been holding on to for a long time. And I'll say this, you're not putting these on. So nobody's going to see this. This is just for you. So I want you to be honest, right? So write down three words that label you, three words that describe you, that maybe have been spoken over you. Again, this could be a positive thing for some of us. Maybe we have this and we feel Maybe we, we think we're honest, so we can write that down. And then again, maybe this could be a negative thing. Maybe for us right now, we're living, we're living a life that just feels completely chaotic and that, that we're just a hot mess. Listen, that's one word, just in case you were, you know, hot mess. That's one word. Got to put it together real fast. Maybe that's where you are. Maybe it's a combination of these things, but I want you to write three words that describe you. Again, it could be your appearance. Maybe you're feeling pretty good today and you're like, man, I'm tall, dark, and handsome, right? You can write those dark. Maybe for you, maybe it's not so much. Maybe you're like, I'm fat, hairy, and have good personality, right? <laughs> Whatever it is, write those down. Maybe for you, it's, it's based on your personality. Maybe for you, it's based on uh, maybe your situation in life. Husband, father, mother, single, divorced, rich, broke, poor, whatever. Maybe it's a hobby, but just write three letters, three words down. So everybody good? We're going there. So what I want you to do, you're not going to put these on, but I want you to hold on to them. And I just want you to put them in your hand and for this whole entire message, I just want you to just to hold on to it, right? Because the truth is, in life, we carry labels. I mean, some, again, some of those labels, some of them are positive. Right? Some of us, we, we feel good. Some of us, we, we're labeled as a hard worker. Some of us, we may be even labeled as talented. We may feel loved. But then some of us, we're carrying labels that aren't so positive. Some of us, we're carrying the label of, of a disappointment, of a failure. Right? For some of us, we, we have this label of misfit, right? the, of a failure or inadequate unwanted, and weak. But again, some labels don't tell the whole story. Some labels don't fully describe who we truly are. So I want you just to hold on to that label right now. Then I want us to think about it. See, the truth is we, we like labels. Again, they make things easier. We like to slap labels on things. We like to slap labels on people. And we even like labels for ourselves. And we like to 
Whatever label somebody gave us, a lot of times we'll do just what we're doing now. We're holding on to and we're carrying that label. But depending on that label, that can either be a good or a bad thing. See, some labels, they can cause us to flourish, but some labels, they can cause us to struggle. And here's really what I want us to understand about labels today. The longer we carry a label, the less it describes our past and the more it determines our future. The longer we carry a label, the less it describes our past and the more it determines our future. And if you think about it, this, is a, it's a pretty powerful phenomenon. It's a pretty powerful truth. In fact, if you look at it, studies show us that this happens, right? Studies show that if a school or education system labels a child as slower or, or kind of underdeveloped, that child's development, that child's performance at school will begin to decrease. But on the flip side, if a school or education system labels a child as advanced, what happens is, as their performance begins to increase, right? You think about it, labels are extremely powerful. Labels in our own lives. For some of us, we carried some labels that, that pushed us a little further. For some of us, we carried some labels that, that maybe helped us take a risk that we were supposed to take. But then for others, we're carrying a label that, that kept us from, from taking that risk that kept us from, from jumping and, and making that step that we were supposed to step. For some of us, we carry labels that, that allowed us to, to earn the respect that, that really we've earned and deserved. For others, we're carrying labels that, that have kept us from even trying to go for it. For some of us, we look for love in the wrong places because of the labels we're carrying. For some of us, man, we've had a good life. We've seen and sought love in the right places because of these labels. Again, labels are extremely powerful. And the longer we carry the label, the less it describes our past, and the more it determines our future. And there's an incredible story in the Bible about a man that, that Jesus healed that shows us this in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. So if you have your Bibles, go there with me. If you don't have a Bible, again, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. There's actually versions in there that will read to you if you learn audibly. Right? So there's no excuse not to get in the Word every single day. And the book of Mark is actually one of my favorite gospels. Right, the book of Mark is one of the four gospels, the story of the, of the good news of Jesus, the story of the life and the ministry of Jesus. And for Mark, I like it. Right, Mark's a guy that just gets to the point real quick. Like He's one of those guys that can take a long story and make it short. Just basically throws all this information at you real quick. And this is where Mark is. In Mark chapter 2, you see that Jesus is already in the midst of of his ministry, right? He's already got his disciples chosen. He's preaching. He's doing miracles. And it picks up right there from the beginning. So Mark chapter two, we see this. And it says this in verse one. It says, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. So here's Jesus again in the middle of his ministry, doing some amazing things. So people are hearing about this, right? So there's crowds just coming. So the crowds are swarming in droves so much so that when Jesus, wherever Jesus was, it was packed. Then verse three continues. It says, some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Now here's where I want to stop for a little minute and just talk about this guy. Here's this guy, right? This guy that was labeled, right? The scripture even calls him paralyzed. Well, because he was, he was paralyzed. But in the context of this, this is so much more. Here's this man that's, that's carrying so many labels, and then you just have four friends carrying him. See, in the, in the context of in that time period, paralyzed meant more than just that. Right? Paralyzed meant that this guy was actually broken, so he's carrying this label of being completely broken. 
And if you look at it, in that time period, a paralyzed person was completely unemployable. So here's this guy carrying this label of unemployable. Right? There's no work around in it. There's no government systems to help him out, right? There's no unemployment. There's no disability that this guy can get. He's just completely unemployable, which again puts him to another label of being useless, right? Out of luck and really a beggar, having to rely on others. This is where he was. He's carrying these labels of, of useless, a beggar, unwanted. And not only that, during this time period, if somebody had a handicap, that handicap was always really caused, they, they believed it would be caused by a sin of the past. Whether it was the sin of that person or whether it was a, a sin of that person's parents, father, grandparents, somewhere down the line. Right? So here's this guy carrying all these labels. And on top of that, just like us, he's carrying this label, a sinner. Think about this. This is what he was doing. This is the, this is the label that, that he's holding on to. Listen, for some of us, we wrote some words down in those three words that, that we wrote down on that piece of paper, on that, that badge that, that we don't like carrying, but we're holding on to it. And this is where this guy is. He's holding on to these labels, these labels that were describing his past, these labels that were really describing his, his, where he is now, his present, but it was also determining his future. And here he is, just trying to get a glimpse of Jesus, right? completely helpless by himself, just trying to get a glimpse of Jesus, relying on his friends to get him close. And if we're honest with ourselves, some, some of us, that's where we are today. We have some labels on us that, that have made us feel completely paralyzed. We have some labels on us that, that make us feel helpless. We have some labels on us that, that make us feel completely stuck, like we're not good enough. Some of us, we're carrying that label of, of being broken. And we're in that place. And honestly, that place, you know it, it's a tough place to be. It's a hard place to be. Again, the longer we carry that, though, the less it describes our past and the more it determines our future. And for some of us, we know that because we feel like our future is hopeless. We feel like there's nothing good that can come from it. And this is where this man found himself, allowing these negative labels to determine his future. But check this out in verse 4. Check out what his friends did. So since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying. Think about this. Talk about some friends, right? Here's some friends that, that literally went above and beyond. Right? They went up on top of this roof, and the rooftops at that time were made out of a combination of mud and straw. So what they did, they got up there, and then they just started digging to let this guy down. Like, this is a crazy crew. This is the kind of crew you want to roll with, right? Crazy enough to get into some trouble, but honorable enough to do it for some good, right? This is cool. And then verse 5, it says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, this is a huge statement. And this statement speaks so much more than just to his disability, but it speaks to his identity. And if you look at it, it took the people by shock. Verse 6 says, Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus is speaking, and he's telling them that he has a new identity. He's dropping these, these truth bombs, really, of, of who Jesus is and who we can be through him and how we can be overcomers. Then it continues on in verse 8. It says, immediately Jesus knew in the spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man? Your sins are forgiven. 
or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. And this amazed everyone. And they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Think about this story. This is an amazing story. Here's this guy that went from broken, paralyzed. Here's this guy that went from unemployable. He went from being useless. He went from being a burden and a sinner to a healed, forgiven, overcomer child of God. Think about that. And now imagine that for our lives. Imagine that. The truth is that's what God wants for us. Imagine if we could overcome the labels and lies that we've heard. Imagine if we could overcome the, the, the secrets that we're holding on to ourselves. Listen, for some of you, maybe you wrote something bad on, on those three words. Imagine overcoming that. To be honest, there's probably some of us here that we couldn't even write it down on paper. There's a lie or a label that we're holding on to that we believe about ourselves, but we couldn't even get it out on paper. Imagine overcoming that. Imagine overcoming that lie spoken to you. Listen, this is what God wants for us. And when we do, we would be amazed. We'd be praising God for who he is because we've never seen anything like it. Listen, the longer we carry a label, the less it describes our past and the more it determines our future. So what I want us to do is I want us to realize that our future is what God says it is. I want us to live above labels. I want us to live as an overcomer, to live above the lies and, and the negative labels that so many of us that we're clinging onto. And here's how we do it. Here's how we overcome labels. Number one, we have to place the right people around us. Place the right people around you. Listen, understand, for you to be an overcomer, for you to live out the truth that God has for you, for you to live above the lies, for you to, to live in truth, you have to place the right people around you. Listen, chances are, you've probably heard this since you've been growing up. Right? Your grandpa probably told you this when you were a little kid, got you on his knee and said, hey, listen, sonny, who's around you is going to make a difference, right? Like how many of you have ever heard this, this statement before? Show me your friends and I'll show you your, your future. Right? So many of us, we've heard that. If you were in a youth ministry, that's like a favorite youth pastor line to say. I said it to kids, don't worry. The kids that were in my youth group didn't raise their hand because they obviously didn't pay attention. But, right? but we've heard that before, right? Our parents have told us this. Our teachers have told us this. Right? And they've told us this because it's true. Who you place around you makes a difference in your life. Proverbs 13.20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. So place the right people around you. Listen, this guy, this paralyzed guy was healed by Jesus. But he was led there by some good friends. He had some guys that, he had some friends that, that didn't lead him away from Jesus, but instead led him to Jesus. Right? They went the extra mile. They carried his mat for them. They picked them up. Think about that. Do you have friends in your life that are carrying you towards Jesus? Do you have friends in your life that are willing to, to go above and beyond, to go up to the rooftops, to do something a little crazy, right? To go take a risk for you so that you can have an encounter with Jesus. Do you have friends like that in your life? The other question could be, are you a friend like that to somebody else? Are you leading your friends to Jesus in that way? matters who's around us. Right? It matters who's around us. Listen, your friends will either carry you toward Jesus or pull you away from him. It's just the truth. And your friends will either confirm or deny the labels and the lies that are stated over you. 
Your friends will either allow you to, to walk in positive labels that lead you closer to God or to, to walk in the lies and the lies that Satan wants to destroy you. They'll, they'll allow that, right? They'll confirm or deny that. So if you want to grow, if you want to overcome, your community matters. Right? Transformation rarely happens in isolation, but it happens in community. And overcoming labels rarely happens in isolation, but it happens in community. Listen, that thing that we're holding on to, maybe that, that lie or that label that we couldn't even write on the piece of paper that, that we've been holding in our pocket for years and years and years, that we've never told anybody, we'll never overcome it by ourselves. We'll never overcome it in isolation. It only comes through community. It only comes through being connected with those that, are, that aren't leading us away from Jesus. Again, we have to be careful. We have to be wise of who we choose. We have to be able to, to share that and get that out with people who are leading us towards Jesus, towards the healing power of Jesus. So place the right people around you. Listen, for you, maybe that means you just need to, to connect better with a friend. Maybe you have a friend that's already leaning you towards Jesus, but maybe for you, you just need to open up with them a little bit more. That's not what I challenge you to do it. For you, maybe for you, is to, to jump in a life group. This is why we do life groups, right? So we can build relationship with each other. Maybe for you, is to jump in a life group. Again, we have them going on really almost every night this week. And if you want more information, you can stop by the Connect desk or even on your Connect card. Mark life groups, and we'll have somebody contact you about them. But I challenge you to get involved. Maybe, maybe for you, maybe you're halfway in a life group, and it's just to get a little more consistent with it, right? I challenge you to do it. Connect with somebody. Place the right people around you. For you, maybe that means that you need to go with coffee. Go out to coffee with somebody from church this week. Maybe today. Maybe even go out to lunch with somebody. Or maybe there's a, a new couple that you've seen around and you never actually connect with them. Take them out to lunch, right? And if you're a new couple, if you're a new family, I'm not single you now. I'm just trying to get you a free lunch maybe, right? So say yes. Connect with others. Place the right people around you. Number one, place the right people around you. Number two, to overcome labels. Allow your identity in Christ to define you. Allow your identity in Christ to define you, and then that's it. Don't let your past define you. Don't let your failures define you. I'd say this too. Don't even let your successes define you. I think a lot of time we can get either defined by our failures or, or our successes. And even if it's our successes, we can be left feeling empty. We can be left feeling like, oh, we always have to achieve this for people to like us. But the truth is, our identity is not found in the things we do. It's found in who made us. It's found in Christ and in Christ alone. Allow your identity in Christ to define you. Understand, a label may describe you, but your identity in Christ defines you. And if you look back at this man on the rooftop, Jesus could have easily just said, hey, you're healed, and sent him on his way. But Jesus did so much more. Jesus forgave him. And he gave him an identity. He said, your sins are forgiven. Meaning this, you're no longer defined by your junk. You're no longer defined by your inabilities. You're no longer defined by your screw-ups. You're no longer defined by your mistakes. Right? You're no longer defined by your sins. But instead, your sins are forgiven. He's saying, you're defined by me. You're defined by my forgiveness. And we're defined by that as well. 2 Corinthians 5.17 it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Here's what I want you to understand. You are no longer your old self. Right? The old has gone. The labels are gone. The lies are gone. 
You aren't your old self. You aren't your divorce that you've been carrying on for so long. You aren't the bankruptcy that you went through. You aren't your lost job. You aren't your addiction to porn. You aren't your addiction to, to alcohol. You aren't your addiction to drugs. You aren't any of those things, right? You aren't the mistakes that you made, right? You aren't anything. You aren't the mistake that maybe somebody spoke over you. All that is the old stuff. And through Christ, you're new. Through Christ, you're new. All that is old. And through Christ, the new is here and the new is you. So allow your identity. Allow your identity in Christ to define you. You are an overcomer. And for some of us, for some of us to really understand this means that we have to take a step. Right? means that we have to take a step and we have to actually forgive ourselves. I want you to understand Christ forgave you, right? But for some of us, we're still carrying on those lies and labels. For some of us, those three words weren't so great because we've never forgiven ourselves. I want to challenge you. Find your identity in Christ and allow his forgiveness to give you the strength to forgive yourself. Allow his Holy Spirit to work in and through you so that you could forgive yourself. And for some of us, maybe we just need to forgive others as well. That's what I want to challenge you to do. Allow your identity in Christ to define you. And then number three is to trust that God can turn everything to good. Trust that God can turn everything to good. Listen, for some of us, our negative labels that define us, they're not lies. Right? For some of us, we're like this paralyzed guy. This paralyzed guy was really paralyzed. There's no denying it. For some of us, we really did make mistakes. For some of us, we really did some bad things. But trust God that he can turn those bad things into good. That's the amazing thing about God. It's who he is. He can turn everything to good. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Listen, God can take all that mess that we've done. He can take all that bad and turn it into good if we love him, right? If we, if we work according to his purpose. And the truth is we're all called. Each and every one of us, we're called. It doesn't matter if you're preaching. It doesn't matter if you're on staff at a church. You're called. You're called to your family. You're called to your workplace. You're called to your community, to your neighborhood. You're called to do something and to share your story with others. And when you do, God will take everything that happened to you. He'll take all the bad and he'll turn it to good. But listen, to live that out takes trust. Right? To love God, it takes trust. We have to trust in God. to do. If you look at this paralyzed man, he trusted Jesus. He trusted that Jesus could turn everything into good. It says that Jesus got to the point where he said, he did, he said, get up, take your mat and go home. So it says the guy got up, took his mat and walked out in front of the crowd. Think about this. Here's this man who had been paralyzed for, for quite some time. So walking was not normal for him. In fact, his whole body, his legs were probably in this state of atrophy, right? He was here, walking was not normal. So walking was a risk. But what he did is he got up and he walked. It took trust to walk. And then it says this, it says he picked up his mat. Now his mat was the place where he stayed. The mat was, was really the place where he begged for money. If you look at it, the mat was really his source of income. People would know his mat, know where he was, know that this is the guy that's been paralyzed, that I help out. So for him to pick up his mat in front of everybody, he was saying, I'm trusting you, God, with all and everything to provide for me to be my source, right? So this is huge. And then not only that, it says he did it in front of a crowd. How many of you ever tried to do something new in front of a crowd before? It's, a, it's like setting yourself up for failure. It's a scary thing. It's a risky thing. But here's this guy 
And it says he walked for the first time in front of this crowd. It took faith. It took trust. And for us to overcome negative labels, it's going to take trust. We need to trust that God can take everything and turn it to good. That's not I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to trust God. For you, maybe that means you need to take a risk in your career. Right? For me, you, that may take, take a risk in your life in some area. I want to challenge you, take that step. Take that step of faith. Right? Jump in and do it. For you, maybe that risk is to confess that secret label lie that you've been holding on to. Maybe for you, you need to find a trusted friend, a spouse, right? somebody, again, that's leading you towards Jesus. Maybe you need to risk enough to say, this is what I've been dealing with for years and years and years. I'm ready to get it out because I want to live as an overcomer. I want to live above the labels. I want to live not in the labels that Satan has for me, not the lies that I've heard, but I want to live in the truth that Jesus has said for me. That's not I want to challenge you to do that. I challenge you to confess. Maybe for you, maybe for you, you need to ask forgiveness for something from someone. Maybe that's an area where you need to trust God. I want to challenge you to do it. Maybe for you, it's an area of your life where you've always tried to control. Maybe it's in your career. Maybe there's some failures in your career, but and you're just trying to work through it and grind through it. Maybe it's time to give your career to God and say, God, I trust you. Let me just follow you. Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's a place where you're trusting God with your finances first by giving. Maybe it's with your talents. Whatever it is, I challenge you to trust God. Trust God and trust that he can turn everything to good. What the devil meant for evil, God will always use for good. But you got to trust him. Place the right people around you. Allow your identity in Christ to define you. And trust that God can turn everything to good. And when we do this, our labels will change. When we do this, our labels will change to the truth that will move us towards the direction, towards his direction, the direction he wants us to go. Listen, your labels may describe the past, but you will overcome because your identity in Christ defines your future. Listen, as a challenge, as we close, I want to challenge you right now to, to pick up those labels that you are holding on to. And I want you to look at them. Right? The three words, I want you to look at them. For some of us, Maybe we've got a, a combination of a positive and negative things. Maybe we have all negative things, right? I want you to ask yourself, do they line up with your God-given identities? See, here's what I think happens a lot of times. A lot of times we hold on to a label that isn't the true label. See, again, if you look at my coat, it's got a couple different labels on here. It's got the label of the suggested retail price, the price that was put on there by the manufacturer. But then it also has the label that's put on there secondhand. I think if we're honest with ourselves and our lives, what we're doing is we're carrying around a label that was put on there secondhand. And understand this, the only person that has the right to label you is your maker, your creator. That's the only person that has the right to put the label on you. So for you, don't carry around a discounted price anymore. Don't carry around one that's been marked down. Don't carry around one that says it's imperfect. Carry around the label that says the suggested retail price is. Carry around the label that the manufacturer put on it. Carry around the label that he said who you are and who you will always be. Right now, I want you to look at that label that you're holding on to. And what we're going to do is we're going to end with a song and a praise and worship. And what we're going to do is I want you to, instead of carrying that label around, I want you to carry around the label that God created for you. So what we're going to do is I'm going to have everybody just stand up right now. Maybe you're here today, 
And maybe for you, one of those three words, maybe all three of the words, maybe, maybe for us, we just play the game and we put some fake words on there. We have another one in our pocket, right? I want to challenge you, get rid of that label. That's not the label you're supposed to carry on to. So what we're going to do, as they begin to sing, I'm going to call everybody up front. If you are carrying around a label that God didn't give you, I'm going to have you put it where it deserves to be. It deserves to be in the trash. All right, there's trash cans up here. And what you're going to do is you're going to find the new label. What I love about these discount stores is, man, you can always find the original label somewhere, right? The original label for you is here. Right? It's at the altar. It's where God calls us to be. And your original label is child of God. So as the band begins to sing right now, I want to call you. If that's you, come up forward. Throw your label that you're carrying around that you shouldn't be carrying. Throw around in the trash and grab your original label. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.